Put a new face on an old kitchen. The Home Depot's cabinet experts can reface your kitchen cabinets for a mini makeover in a fraction of the time. And right now, you can get an extra 15% off. Our licensed local experts can get the job done right, right away. So don't face another year in an outdated kitchen. Try refacing it. Get huge savings now. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Offer valid through April 25th, 2018. License numbers available at homedepot.com slash license numbers, including One way to make songs that you hear on the radio sound better is just go find a cover band and listen to it, and you get a new version of it. So that song has been butchered, uh, not butchered, but just played to death on the radio. So getting to hear a nice acoustic version is kind of cool. Good morning, everybody. See, it's not the morning. It's afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. This is the afternoon edition of Morning Gratitude. Uh... What's up, everybody listening on iHeartRadio, on Spreaker, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Anchor? What's up, everybody? It's good to see you guys. Um, And everyone right now that's watching on Facebook, it's good to see you guys. This is the afternoon edition of the show. Um, I actually thought I was just going to have one guest, but now I have three. So I'm just feeling all kinds of love and special today. Um... First things first, so we have Sophie Nubani. I hope I'm saying her name right. She's an amazing human being that I've just watched. Like her posts every day are just something that just makes you warm and cheery, but she is just an incredible human being. Um, and then I found out, like, like literally I, I, on accident, that we're going to have Mr. Bob Schott join the show too. And that was incredible because I don't know anything about him other than what I've seen on Facebook. But I was reading his bio. I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't we have him on sooner? This is incredible. So um, everybody right now listening on the radio, you can join us at fa- on Facebook. Just look up Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. And yes, I know it's in the afternoon in most places in the United States. But it's Morning Gratitude anyway. All right, let's get into this. Uh, Sophie and Bob, we're going to bring them on at the same time and just have all kinds of fun. Let's get into this. What's up? Okay, hold on. You... <laughs> Uganda, Africa. Uganda, Africa. How do you say your name? Simpala Andrew Simoya? Is that how you say your name? That is a great name. Anyway, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hello, hello. So, doing great. Obviously, we have Sophie, we have Bob, and then we have me. (laughs) So, I... Let's get into this. First things first, guys. What are you grateful for today? Bob, you can go first. Well, starting out, I'm very grateful just to be here. Just to be here on this show to be able to really, you know, to, to, to help others in, in this world as much as I can possibly help them. I mean, this, this is an amazing day to, to be able to go through formats like this and make a difference to spread 
the uh, message that's going to help others. And you and do have a powerful message. Thank you. It, it, it's incredible. I mean, I've just seen glimpses of it. Uh, we've had a few interactions, but it, it, then now reading your bio, holy wow. Wow. Impressive. And then we have Sophie, who's just an amazing creature. How do you... Okay. Well, you need to answer what you're grateful for first, Sophie. And then I have a question for you and Bob together. I would second Bob. That would say I'm grateful for social media and the technology that we could be living in different countries and states all around the globe and be able to be connected. That is an absolute beautiful blessing that we, we got to as a human. We all evolved to this stage and be able to connect. That was really cool. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for a few things as well. So Bob is very important to you is the impression I get. Why? Tell us why that is. I mean, you were saying, I just had to interject with the hoorah. And thank yeah, you so, for your service. So, so having, uh, having her where, where I can mentor her and, and bring her up in, into a lot of areas, yet I never want her to lose that childlike self, ever, which, which is really amazing. Because I think that's her quality that she has, her ability to, to laugh. She gets me to laugh during our coaching sessions. And so much more. So Sophie is so amazing. Oh, blessings, blessings, blessings. I, I think it's one of the coolest things in the world when you have a you you know you 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 get a mentor or a coach, you hire a coach, and they see something special in you, and they say, you know what? I actually I want to work with them. I want to work alongside them, and that is what's happened here because it's gone like there's a te a teacher student relationship. But now, Sophie, you've risen to the point where now you're, it's a, he's a peer. You guys are an, he's an equal. And as, tell me what that's like for you to have, you know, you, you, you believe in what Bob is all about. You respect him. And from everything I've seen, I, I can see why. But now you get to work alongside of him. What does that mean for you?
um, going to develop even a program that would, you know, also be there and help many, many more. Just from the little things we experimented um, through things that, you know, happened and through, you know, coaching and so forth. So uh, it's a great, beautiful area to be in and uh, to grow from challenges to action plans to now serving, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to, for some reason, people are saying that they cannot, uh, Lisa's saying, and I don't know if it's because she's in London or not, but she's saying that she can't hear Bob. That's interesting. If anyone else can't see Bob, please let me know, um, because I, I, I want you guys all to be able to see him. Yeah, I see you fine. That's that's why you see me moving around the screens like this, because I'm trying to figure out if something helps. Bob, it's up his eyebrows. I can't see his whole head. You can't hear either? What is... I, I hear you guys great. I can hear him, but I can only see what I only can see him now a little bit more over his forehead. Okay, it moves. Okay, how about that? Oh, perfect. It's much better. So I just didn't know if it was, you know, the setting or okay, perfect. You gotta, you gotta love technical difficulties. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. You know what? She's not showing up on. He is not showing up on Facebook. Oh, really? That's really interesting. Um, well, you know what? I don't. I don't. That's really, really odd. I'm Bob. I'm. I know I can see you. And let's just keep talking because I know the radio audience. Uh, London. We have someone else in London saying they can't see or hear him. Lynn saying can't see or hear. Holy crap, Bob! Hey, Bob! I'm going to kick you out and bring you back in. Okay. Okay. Let's try this again because I want Bob. To be a part of this. <laughs> Bob. Can you... Okay, now can you guys see Bob? No. No, I can't see because I'm, I'm actually watching it on my uh, computer. This is making great radio. <laughs> like the radio audience... The radio audience is saying, I don't freaking care if I can see you or not. Just talk to us. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's better looking at you guys it's- than this old guy's face. Oh man, I don't know. We kind of look alike, Bob. I don't know what you're saying. Um, that's what a bummer. That sucks. I don't know why we can't see you. So, so the screen has to be able to be set when it's split, or I no, no one can. That, this is really odd. Um, hey, Bob, do me a favor, man. I because I, I want you to be part of this. Click, I'm going to send you a brand new link, okay? So I'm going to kick you out and I'm going to send you a new link. Yeah, I want him to be a part of this. And I, radio audience, Facebook audience, I apologize about this. Unfortunately, sometimes we get to deal with um, technical difficulties. So, Sophie. Yes. What's your favorite thing about working with Bob? files things and breaks things down right um, and uh, I would say very detail oriented and also the, the when he creates a system I like the system that I follow with him it's easy to follow but then it becomes a very you know it becomes like a habit to apply it on sure. a daily basis depending on what it, what it is whether it's for business or personal right Right. And for me, it has really helped me a lot 
and understanding and how to manage better, and which was really important for what I do. So, and, and that is what? For the audience that is not familiar with you, tell, every, tell everybody about what you do. I know that you're about to be a new author, which is exciting, but tell everybody like the, the behind the work, like what, what you're all about um, and what you do for people around the world. laughter yoga instructor certified as well, meditation facilitator. Uh, I coach mainly and according to the you know the situation of the person, I will use different modalities and, and apply them, you know, different techniques applied to different situations. Um, you know, I I diverse a lot through my sessions depending on the situation and what is called on. You know, um, I had been hired to do things that are not even on my website or, um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, uh, known for, but things actually, you know, that help other people. Um, I would say, um, more or less, identifying what the root cause of the problem and help surface it, allow it to be out there so they can understand it. Understand. Your emotions is very important. What is your favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory: playing gymnastics on the beach, doing my dance routines on the beach. <laughs> really? That's interesting. When out, where, and you grew up in Iran, yes? Oh wow. What was okay? What was a normal day in Jordan like for you, or really just growing anywhere you you said Omar? Yeah, what was Oman? Can you see Bob now? I could. All right, radio audience, can we all see Bob now? I'm trying to switch it to another camera because this one's all coming off my MacBook Pro. It's good, Bob. Oh, no, nope, people can see I'm you. Looking, I'm, I'm looking over there on Facebook, and it's not coming across. But, no, Rod, Nick wasn't saying, never mind. That gummit, this is so crazy. <laughs> no, wait, they can see you. Who can 
can see you. Shelly can see you. It must have just come across. There it comes. I'll see it now. Ah, now we're back in business. All right, all right, all right. I love it. Okay. So, yeah, we've been learning about Sophie's childhood and what it was like growing up where she did. And, well, we've been just really kind of all over the place. So, now everyone can hear you. All's good. Now we can continue on. So, Bob, so tell me about your favorite thing working with Sophie. Oh, her energy is probably the number one thing. She challenges me, by the way. She challenges me quite a bit. It gets me to think differently because I, I tend to be, be very stoic and very analytical. And Sophie is the complete opposite. <laughs> the complete opposite. I mean, it's just crazy. I think I probably relate to Sophie a little bit more than I do analytical thinkers. I, I've been doing... Well, and it's, but here's the thing is Sophie, people like Sophie and myself, we need analytical thinkers in our lives because it, yeah, we need that. We need that missing piece filled because I know for me, I could be a freaking madman sometimes. And one of the things that I've had to really learn is that like with communicating with analytical thinkers, when they start asking a bunch of questions and like wanting details, it's for no other reason other than that's how they process information. They, that's what they like and and now me being able to learn that finally is really helped me flourish an understanding of just how much I need analytical thinkers like you Bob yeah I think it just comes from my own background I mean I, I can open up a lot of different ways in fact a, a lot of people have seen it and part of who we're going to be introducing Sophie should I introduce now or later you guys have a you don't have a love child together, do you? Or is it your book? Is it your book? Is it my book? No, what's what's going on? I feel like something bad's about to happen. Oh, Ernest, how are you doing? Hi, Sasha. All right, Sophie, and who is that person? Joshua. <laughs> oh God. So. Radio audience, we, we have we have puppets on the show that talk. I am Sasha, and I am so awesome. Are you? You are Sasha. Well, who's the other guy? I'm Rocky. He's the shy Rocky. I feel like... I'm I, I the show I I feel like a lesson's about to be taught here. <laughs> I feel. Like, is this some kind of new NLP? What is? The the last time I had puppets talking to me, they asked me if I was touched inappropriately as a child, and then they brought up all kinds of weird things. So. This is, this is triggering some things in me. Um, I've never interviewed a puppet before. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> no, it sounds like Beavis. I, I don't even know what to say. So am I supposed to talk to the puppets? What, so what, what is this? What are they all about? Like what, 
Is this like something that you guys use in your in your coaching sessions? I explain to ex, explain to me the puppet. Now all of a sudden I'm an analytical thinker. So yeah, I, this is this is part of Bob's coaching session. <laughs> it 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 has been. It's just really just experiencing different aspects of helping people to open up. Yeah. A, a lot of people have a hard time opening up, like like with me, because I'm very analytical. Then I can become that hardcore kind of jarhead person at times, like Sophie. Yes. <laughs> Discipline. Discipline, exactly. And lots of homework. <laughs> and, and I remember I, I was on a Zoom call with a recent friend, uh, Robin, and she always saw me as this really hardcore guy until I brought out the puppets, and then things rapidly changed. She saw me much, much different. Yeah, I, I, yeah, there's no doubt. I, you know, I, I have been in the Marine Corps, former Los Angeles police officer, martial artist, and now playing with puppets. Especially being in my 60s and playing with puppets. I feel that way when I wear a dress. <laughs> Not really. Just saying. I, so what? What have the? What did? I'm. I, I can't even talk right now. I, I'm so thrown off by the puppets because I want to take it seriously. And. I feel like I'm going to be invited to a cuddle party in like five minutes now. I, where we dress up like puppets and like hug each other. Hey Joshua, it's about mindset. It's about laughing. <laughs> it's breaking state. It's all about breaking state. You break state. Laughter breaks state. Puppets break state. A lot of things where we can get into a lot of stress in the life. Now, seeing the puppets does it I'll be honest with you, it's stressing me the F out. I don't know why. But I'm right now I'm in a weird mental space today. I so I any but and normally like that's something I would just laugh hysterically and start role playing with the puppets, but right now it's triggering that same fear of clowns I have. Oh really? Yeah. I'd be just being like 100% authentic. Like I'm looking at the puppets like I'm just kind of wanting to hide. No offense, puppet. I'm just saying. Like it's, it's, it, 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 wow. There's something going on with me today. I, I, there really is. I need to talk to someone about this. What? Sophie, what was the first thing that you said the first time you saw him break out puppets during a, a coaching session? I, I started laughing hysterically because I, I was surprised that he doesn't want to introduce me to someone. So I was thinking it's a person or something, you know, that somebody's going to come up in the office and talk to me on Zoom. Wow. And it was the puppets and I just couldn't help it. You know, I just cracked up laughing. <laughs> And what he did, he actually explained it through the puppets. 
Really? Then I fire God. You know, so I'm. Right. So I have okay. So that is, that that makes sense to me because I'm right now in the middle of leadership emotional intelligence training, and there's a lot of things that you know make sense, and then there's some things where I'm just it's infuriating me, like I, because and I'm just not getting it, and like some of the pro, like processes. I'm like, but there's always a lesson in it, all of it, right? But sometimes it's hard to see that, or sometimes the way something is explained or 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 delivered to you is not. It just doesn't register until you hear it from someone else. Whether it's a, the the tone of voice, whether it's just the person delivering it, maybe there's trust, you know, with that person you're talking to. Like a prime example, and this is a weak example, but it's the best one I can think of right now. Have you ever like been in a relationship? And you're going back and forth and you're just like, you feel like you're speaking a, a foreign language to that person because they're not getting it. But yet then they go talk to their friend who tells them the same exact thing and they get it. And they come back and go, oh, honey, I'm sorry. I just, I complete, like, I, 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 I wasn't getting it. And they're like, well, what happened? And you tell them what you heard. And like, well, yeah, I've been telling you that for a month and you just, you know. Like sometimes it's just the deliverer of the message we don't get. Does that make sense? So, yeah. So when when we com communicate to another person, now they will take an information and process that information through their belief systems, through their experiences, through their their personal values, and so much more. Right. And then it gets interpreted uh, in in their way, and. We're doing this all the time. We're interpreting the environment all the time. So we may see one thing, another person may see another thing and come out with two different perspectives and viewpoints on that. And, 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 and no two people will see exactly the same thing. So it's really imperative that as the communicator, we understand at least as much as we can how the other person is going to take it and how they're going to decode what we say. And we have to use a lot of different ways. We can use a visual auditory kinesthetic, the typical NLP stuff. We can use the power of stories, which are very powerful. Uh, and so many other ways. And, and be able to paint a picture, so it's imperative that we paint a word picture. Uh, I mean, a, yes, using words to paint a visual image, which is the most powerful. And and then we, we, we go by cultures as well. Different cultures will interpret different things. In fact, there was a recent study where, where Jap people in Japan and Asia will understand things much different than in the Western world. So like all psychology has been developed based on, on studies in the United States and in Europe, not in Asia. Asia Asians tend to see things way different. They tend to think, see things holistically instead of down to the details, and and one example was they took an Asian boy and an American boy, and in this example they asked the American boy to think about himself, 
So one part of the brain fired off. When they asked him to think about his mother, another part of the brain fired. When they asked a Japanese boy to think about himself, one part of the brain fired. When they asked him to think about his mother, the same part of the brain fired. So they tend to be more like family and self and, and their society are all like one. Where here in the United States, we're kind of separate. And, and so, so, so the brain's been wired that way and firing that way as well. So, My independence, like in work, you know, individuality is more practiced here with more independence. Yeah. So, but it, doesn't it make sense for us to learn a little bit of all of it? Absolutely. Yes. Because so, it's, it's it, and it seems like we would be able to solve a lot of the world's problems too if we, I mean, there's got to be, there's, what you guys just said is almost seems like it's a solution to a major problem that we have in this world. And with technology the way that it is now where, we, I mean, honestly, Sophie, you could be in Tokyo right now and Bob could be in Boston and we wouldn't even know. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of in, 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 in using formats, like regardless of what I do with a TV career, just the, the what Facebook can do, unlike anything else and being able to kind of crisscross and, 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 and be to the way that we can connect and inter, um, inter-network and collaborate and cross platforms and that's so much fun to be able to do that, but it also sets up an opportunity to really understand how different we have been brought up, but yet how similar we really are. And if we just take the time to be willing to listen and, and, and learn other ways of thinking and being, we can really become a very powerful world collaborating together. We can become a beautiful, loving place for everyone to be, but we gotta, we gotta stop killing each other. We gotta stop. It's just like I've always been fascinated by people of other cultures and other. Even with my faith being what it is, I'm still fascinated by other people's beliefs and their belief systems and why they have them and where they come from. I mean, like the reason I asked you, Sophie, about your upbringing, childhood memory, because. Really, it doesn't sound that much different than mine, but yet it was worlds apart. And like, that's beautiful, right? And maybe you ate something different for breakfast where I was having sausage biscuits and mustard and eggs, and maybe you were eating something different, but really at the whole, like we were still just children, like having fun and having dreams and getting inspired by the world around us. Yeah, I think I was in, in a sense that I was able to raised a lot of different environments. And not just in the United States, I'm also at Japanese. And I and I have I lived in Okinawa for three years. I got to be and, and, and meet my relatives in Japan. I lived in Germany. And this is all during my childhood. I lived in all the most of the different states, East Coast, West Coast, in between. My father's from from the Ozarks, so I understood their culture. And I lived in Georgia and Alabama. I, I played like Kiwi football at nine years old in Alabama. I lived in Jersey, New York, Maryland, and and lived in California early on when, when I was little, tiny, eighteen months old. And uh, Louisiana. I was born in Kansas on, on a military base. So I lived like 
everywhere and everywhere. We've got to understand different Holy crap. That's a, People think that me moving from Oklahoma to California was a culture shock. And it was like, well, I mean, maybe. But come on, man. Like, that. what was that like for you just uprooting and leaving that much? Like, when did – did you feel – how long did it take you to get really where you were connected with yourself in that you were just comfortable being Bob? Because it seems like if you were moving around that lot, it would be the easier thing to do to start grasping onto other people's identities, right? Trying to fit in, always being the new guy. What was that like for you? It was tough. It was cool in a sense that I also had a personal issue well. Being a lifelong stutterer was a big part of it. Being diagnosed as a moron, uh, which is a official diagnostic label that I was given, so I was diagnosed as being mentally retarded when I was younger. Damn. And then I had other issues. So the, the connections with with people and and how people saw me was an issue. I mean, I remember when I was a kid living on my my grandparents' farm in the Ozarks and. And, and walking across a wet log, and I had an old-fashioned coffee can where you had opened up from the outside, and I slipped and fell, and it sliced my head open right up here, all over my forehead, so I had had it stitched up. So now here I was a moron that stuttered, and it looked like Frankenstein's monster. So I had to deal with old issues as well. And and then not much later on, on the same farm, I had third-degree burns from, and... A hot skill of cold grease fell on my thighs and burned all the way down my thighs. I had a huge scar down there as well. So, you know, I really my my self image was was pretty whacked. Yeah. And and then going from school to school and in a perception of how people saw me and trying to fit in, I didn't feel that I, um, you know, fit in anywhere. And it wasn't until I lived in Georgia when I was going through junior high and. I was at one junior high, got transferred to another junior high school, and, and I started to fit in there. I started to excel, and my self-image increased to the point where I was able to perform. I, I remember by the time I got in ninth grade, I was in a talent show, and we won a talent show. I, I was singing old, um, uh, uh, James Brown at the time, so it, it was interesting. And, and plus sports was my thing. We're not going to ask you to sing. Well, I'm not going to sing now. Or Josh, for sure. Not nowadays. I was actually thinking, like, singing, oh, wow. puppets. Uh, what else do you got? I mean, <laughs> you're full of surprises, man. But my, I think the basis for everything I've done, which was a help of my mom, was martial arts. And still is. Wow. Yeah, I've been training in martial arts since I was knee-high to a grasshopper and still continue to do so, and, and and I love it. And besides that, I love challenging my body in my 60s doing parkour and so much more else. So multiple disciplines, yeah? Or has parkour always been your thing? Yeah, in, in fitness and in my studies and so forth. I like to describe myself as a polymath. Have you ever heard that term before? No. Yeah, a polymath, we call him a jack-of-all-trades or the renaissance man. So he tends to be an expert in a lot of different areas. Wow. So what is, uh, so par- parkour, is that how you say it? 
Yeah, D-A-R-K-O-U-R. Okay. Explain what it is, please. Yes. So parkour is going from point A to point B in a most effective and efficient manner. So if I was to to go from where I'm at at the bottom of the building to the top of the building, probably if there's steps or, or if there's things on the outside, I can run up the side of the building, climb across, or going down, I can find a way to get down. So you see these kids going over rails and, and up buildings and all things like that on yeah. the YouTube videos? Yeah, that. Rad! Oh my gosh, you're doing that? You said you're, you said you're how old and you're doing that? I've been doing this for over seven years now. What's my excuse? Oh my gosh. I'm 38. I feel like I'm 70 sometimes. Dadgum. I, I, I need to go from here in LA down to San Diego. Get Joshua out, outdoors with me. We'll find <laughs> We want to see a video on that I Facebook lived on one of the scooters they have in the streets here and wrecked like three times. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hell on wheels, Bob. I don't know if you want to hang out with me, but we sure as heck can. Um, oh my gosh, that's cool. So, Sophie, are you going to tell me that you're a secret ninja too? You're, you're a ninja? You, wait, did I nail something there? Oh, yes, you saying she did gymnastics on the beach. Yes. How fun. I, I kind of grew up around that world a little bit. I, I, I was a college cheerleader. So, you know, we knew some gymnasts. Yeah. That, that's when I lived in Florida. I lived in Boca Raton, Florida, and I was a cheerleader there. Yeah, so I could do some flips. My big ass. <laughs> Can you do <laughs> What's that, Bob? You you would be good good doing parkour. I guarantee it. I I you know what? I know that I would have a blast because the only way I like to run is if I'm running from cops or if I'm running like obstacle courses. I I I like to feel like there's um just running straight is not like in a in a line has no interest or in a circle i want to like dodge trees and like kangaroos and like all kinds of stuff like i just want to like be dodging yeah i think that's perfect for you Ooh. just start start from the, the very basics and then move up you would probably excel in it. you okay hold now you've got my interest peaked so i weigh about 245 pounds all man meat but what like, should I lose like 80 pounds before I start? I guarantee you, once you start training in parkour, you're going to start dropping weight because your focus is going to be much different. Your body's going to start changing. Hold on, I'm writing this down. You're, you're, you're going to be doing whole body movements. Whole body movements. So one of the basic movements in parkour it are what's called quadrupedal movements. So you may have seen like moving, going down with your hands and your feet and doing bear crawls, yeah. cat walks, things like that. And then, then doing frog hops or, and then, and then going over low obstacles, just jumping, jumping, jumping. It's not about like the giant leaps all at one time. It's taking it step by step, progressive improvement each and every day. And 
By the time you hit 40, you'll be excellent in it. Okay, so how many people get on such a high from doing parkour that they forget that they really can't fly mid jumping off of a building? (laughs) Yeah, so here's the thing. It's more of the younger people that they watch a YouTube video and they think they can do it without building the basics. That's, that's where the problem lies. They watch too many YouTube videos that I can do that. I can take a couple lessons, then I'm going to go and jump from one building to the next and try to do this and this and this. And they don't have the skills. Like any other kind of skill, you don't do giant leaps. It's deep diving focus one step at a time. I don't care what kind of skill it is. I don't care. Like you're, you're studying leadership and emotional intelligence. You're not going to gather all that in one day. No. You're going to take a step of learning, step by step, in anything. Just like you doing radio and broadcasting radio. Were, were you instantly, when you first started, were you the person you are now? No. God, no. And I still don't know what I'm doing. But you're, you're farther ahead than most people who just start out. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. And I'm and I will always just because of my obsessive desire to create and stir things up and do new things, I'm gonna like I, I will evolve so much. I that's why like having an intro to the show, I just do it different every time because I would get bored listening to the same intro music. And I kinda like kinda I like chaos. I like I like screwing things up because that's where I find creative flow. That's where I find, you know, things to be interesting. That's where I discover new things about myself and, and being willing to just put myself out there to go, Hey, I may screw this up. I may, I'll be honest with you. Like I still have, if you go to my YouTube page, you will see my very early YouTube videos when I didn't know what the hell I was doing and I left them up there. Because I wanted to be able to look back and go, yeah, look. Because after I have a global you know, TV show and a global, and I have a global audience now, but I mean, when it really, really grows, I've only been doing this for a few months. But as it grows, I want to be able to look at that and go, I came from that. And I also want to be an example to everyone here that's watching or listening that you don't need... A production budget to be able to do this like if you've dreamed of doing radio or dreamed of being an interviewer guess what pick up your damn phone and start because that's what I did and, and, and I didn't have a budget I went and heard TD Jakes talk and I heard him talk about um, I talk about this all the time the blessing is in the breaking but the big example was focusing on what you do have and not what you don't and there's so many people out there that get lost in their vision of going, oh my God, I don't have any money to get there. But it all starts with a step and then another step and then another one. Like I say this to anyone that will ever listen. Do something every day that challenges your faith. Like if you feel that you were called for a higher purpose, you're not going to get there in one day. You're going to fail. You're going to screw up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to want to quit. You're going to be told that you're not good enough. That's all part of the journey. But if you do something every single day that challenges your faith, you will see miracles and blessings and you'll see it happen. And I'm like, if anything, I want to be proof of that. That's why I've left all of that up there. I've left the episodes of me having breakdowns, crying about my kids. 
and I'm failing or when I've thought that I had a TV show that I thought that I was going to be on Fox Business and then the humiliation of it failing and not working out. Like I've left it all up there because that journey, documenting that journey is going to be important for somebody. If, if not, it's going to be important for me to be able to go and look back at that and go, if I feel like I haven't gotten very far, I can just look back to a few months ago and go, wow. I mean, I remember I got fired on my week, my, my first week in radio, I got fired from, from my job on my day off. Like it really happened. I got fired, but it ended up being the best blessing of my life. So I, I want to have all that documented because I think it's going to be important and odds are I'm going to lose my mind in about five years anyway and forget everything. So this is good. I know that going back to part four, that's one of the reasons I put up my pictures from this month back in 2013. And Sophie, you've seen the pictures? Yes. I did. A, I had a part four fail. I did a face smash <laughs> jump into concrete. My nose went sideways, my whole face all smashed up. And my best friend, um, he was there with me. Uh, Scott Johnson, who would be good interview for the future. He's a former Muay Thai super heavyweight world champion and also had been in the Marines. So he was there. He thought I cracked my head open. Oh. He was blood all over the place on the concrete. So. But that was my fail, and I left the pictures. I actually took pictures when I was in the ER. I took uh, uh, selfies and posted them <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Evidence. Maybe I should do that with my mug shots. Um, he's very resilient. He's very, I mean, he's just a very, um, he doesn't give up. I love that about him. He's just an inspiration to many, 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 many. And you know, if, I, I have, when I was going to write about him one time in my post, I had to go on Google for almost three days to gather different information from different sources before I was able to get something together. Like right. I'm going to summarize this. <laughs> it was like unbelievable. What the most beautiful thing is, very authentic. Yeah. Very genuine. Very down to earth and very humble. I think that 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 bright light that he carries is beautiful, and this is what I love the most. <laughs> well, and I think go ahead, go ahead, Bob. I see the same thing in Sophie. I mean, he talks about me. By the way, wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. He can never take. I mean, he can never take anything if you give him any compliments. Well, I, 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 I will never give you. I have that same problem, actually. I get it. And that's what I love about you, Sophie, and you, Joshua, especially, 
I, I love your shows, the way you come across, just who yes. you are. That's so amazing, and it brightens up everybody's mornings when, when they tune in and they, and they see your shows and when you interview people and, and how you raise from them with your, with your heart and all of that. That's so amazing. Thank you. That's all. You give a process. When I talk about processes, you have a process that I don't know why you're not teaching this. Uh, I don't really. Well, as far as like with, for me, it's it's always been the biggest challenge charging for what I feel is is a gift, and in 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 accepting that. But it, I'm in a weird transition spot right now because I've. My entire career has been about elevating other people, helping other people, serving other people. And, you know, I used to get paid for that, like, because it was just part of the process. And then when I branched out and started working with brands, um, I found that certain things came so easy to me that I didn't know that I should charge for it. That's what you should be charging for, because what's easy for you and you already have that built-in process, you don't even know, you probably don't even know it's a process because it's so easy. Yeah. And the way you do things where other people will find it super difficult. So what, what you have is tremendous value. Well, being able to... Listening, Go ahead, so... Everybody would completely agree. I, so... Yeah, and that's the thing is like I've always had a hard time defining what I do. I play around with the words all the time because saying that I I see how the world connects. I see how everything connects. I see the vision. Like if you bring a brand to me, like Sababa Water, which I love what they're about. And the fact that you buy one bottle of this water and a hungry child gets fed. Every bottle goes toward it's by like the Tom Shoes principle. And... I, I love brands like that. So I see where this can go if they choose to go that route. Talking to you, Bob, and talking to you, Sophie, like immediately I start getting downloads. It's not from me. It, it's from God. And and it's like, oh, I see you at your highest self. Whether you see it or not, I mean, I think, I believe that you guys do. But whether you see it or not, I see it crystal clear. And I see the exact path of everything that you need to do to get there. That is, not everyone gets that. And I do realize that this is something that I should be charging for. But me, when I explain that to people, this is what I do. This is what I'm able to do. They don't think it's real. Or they're not willing to do what it takes to get there. Yes. Because I only see the end. I see the process there. But I also see all the scary stuff that's going to happen too. And, you know, you, you, I want to be authentic in my messaging and what I'm able to do for people. And also, like, what do you charge for that? I've never been able to figure it out. I kind of customize it. Oh, I lost. I got lost. I got kicked out for a second. Can you guys see me? Yes. Okay. I just got kicked out of my own, off my own show. But I, I've, I've really struggled with that. And that's been a major block for me. But that truly is my gift. And I... And my ability to put people together to do extraordinary things is a, it's a gift. Not, it not, and, it, and when I say it's a gift, it's not me. It's something I got from God and that we all get, get different gifts. We all have something unique and special about us. You're an instrument 
Yeah. That's that that's your goal. And then you would have a way of improving and developing that into a more structure where more and more people can definitely benefit from, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna ask everybody listening to this to describe Joshua the gifts that he has and, and everybody give their own three words to to Joshua and what those what it means to them in terms of the value that he has. <laughs> this will be interesting. <laughs> I, in radio audience, everyone listening on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, um, and Stitcher, uh, you guys can join this conversation over at Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude on Facebook. Yes, I know it's 152 Pacific, but it's never too late for gratitude. Um... <laughs> I, you guys are, you guys really are amazing. I'm glad it worked out this way. I was a little surprised when you said, cause I, you know, so I thought it was just Sophie and then I get Sophie and Bob. Now I see why you guys are a really powerful team. I, I, I love it. What are you guys working on together? You guys have a project that you're doing together uh, right now. Tell us about that. So it's pretty cool. You want to go a little bit on that, Bob? And yeah, yeah. So what we did, because Sophie is certified as a laughter yoga instructor and me as a laughter facilitator, and I bring more of, of the understanding of the mind and the mindset. And so what we did, we combined laughter and mindset together, and mindset comes from the Wex. Uh, understanding of it, and she wrote a book by the same name regarding fixed versus, versus growth mindset. That's a and great book and a great reason. It, it is. And, and Joshua, you, we, we discussed earlier regarding cultures and, and how not understanding other cultures and anything where we have a fixed mindset. A lot of people have a fixed mindset towards that instead of what's called a growth. Growth is being more open. So right. where laughter comes in regarding mindset is that that laughter, it releases certain neurochemicals within a brain and dopamine, we all know about that one, and serotonin and many other, and even oxytocin. So what happens is that when we laugh, when we laugh, especially when we laugh with other people, with ourselves, when we laugh, we watch something funny, the thoughts, the negative thoughts, and all this kind of stuff goes out. We really can't laugh and hold the negative thoughts at the same time. When we're with a group of people and we laugh, even with people from other cultures, right? Guess what? Oh. We form a bond. When we're working in corporations and we have issues, but when people come together and they laugh, we they, they bond together. It's one of the strongest ways to bond. And Joshua, have you ever been in a group of people where uh, maybe you had disagreements, but when you started laughing, you saw something funny, you started laughing, what happened? Oh, there was an instant relation. Then you're like looking at each other like, what's up? And like, it changed. That's so true because in my limited travels to other countries where they don't speak English, 
there is that element where you see something funny and then you look at each other like going, did you see it too? And you did. And there's an instant, ah, and then when you see him later in the week or later that day, it's like, Hey, what's up? So yeah, I get it. I get it. That's so cool. I love it. Yes. Yes. So that's what we came up with the laughter mindset. That's going to help, I I believe, to help to transform the world by bringing that across the globe. That that kind of bonding to be able to change people's mindset from a fixed mindset to more open and more growth and more power. What a what a cool thing, I think. At first I'm thinking, yeah, whatever, this is like puppets. <laughs> but 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 even really now, the puppets kind of make sense. <laughs> All of this is now making sense to me. Like you've opened up my world to now like laughter therapy, laughter yoga. La- okay, now I, I get it. I get it. I get the importance of it. I get the, the vibration that it puts off. It changes everything because of that analogy that you, you used. Laughter is something, you know, because not everybody likes tea. Not everybody likes coffee. Not everybody likes to smoke marijuana. Not everybody, you know, I mean, like all these other things that bring people together. But the thing is, the universal... Let the universal language that fits everyone together is love and laughter, and they may very well just be the same thing. Yes. Yes. Guys, I want to have you on again. Um, I because there's like there's too many things to talk about with you both, and um, so I want to have you back on the show, both of you together, because this was great. Um, I do need to end the show now. I have a commitment in three minutes. But it's, you guys are both a tremendous blessing. And I'm so thankful for both of you. And this was a lot of fun for me. Thank you. And Joshua, you rock. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste, Namaste. you guys. God bless you both. Hoorah. Hoorah. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. That was fun. How cool are they? So, alright guys, we're done for the day. We'll be back tomorrow, and I'll be in a good mood, I can tell you. I can promise you, because I'm going to laugh tonight. I'm going to laugh. They're amazing. God bless you guys. Thank you for all the shares, the likes, the comments. As Sophie said, namaste. God bless. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier reminding you that every day a portion of every Firehouse Subs purchase goes towards helping first responders. Try the new pastrami Reuben, loaded with hot pastrami, sweet and tangy slaw, and melted Swiss. For a limited time, get a medium pastrami Reuben for just $6.39. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time offer at participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase.